orders up. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Orders Up with your host Jonathan Rillo and Malcolm Peak. So we're doing a special episode today. Obviously, obviously in quarantine, I'm here at my house where we usually record, and Malcolm is on the phone. We're doing like speakerphone. Uh, say what's up to the people, Malcolm. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special quarantine episode of Orders Up. I'm in the Malcolm Peak Studios right now, reporting live. So, John. Let's get into it. How are you reacting to this situation? We are not being able to record. We're social distancing. We're practicing um, what we're supposed to be doing, being being conscious of everybody, being uh, being conscious of the germs and, and coronavirus. And how's everything going with you and your response to coronavirus and everything happening in the world right now? Yeah, I think like, it's, a, it's a strange time because I guess it's something we haven't experienced and like so many people getting sick. Um, just around the world, and especially not in the United States, like you see New York a mess, and other oh other states, it's just like a a lot of things happening. But it's a little different. We work, you know, I work in media, so we're still out. Like I still got to go out there in the streets and record sound and I mean videos and like you know try to interview people. But you know, at work they tell they teach us, you know, hey, social distancing, make sure you don't, you know. Uh, keep your space, elbows, uh, you know, six feet apart, disinfect everything. But it's been good, just like a little strange, you know, some family members working from home, used to being outside and stuff. And I can see pe- how people, you know, are getting tired of just being at home. But we're doing this for the safety of the people to lower the curve. And I know it's been a mess. But how about you? How how you how you doing, Malcolm? Oh, I'm doing well. Do we have a, you know, we've I moved in. I've been able to um, do my work from home, so I'm working at I'm working at home digital days for the school system. I do have to go out and work at my other job because it can only be done in person. But other than that, you know, everything else, like you said, keep social distancing, make sure you sanitize everything, stay away from people for the most part, not go out and and hang out on the beach like you see the people. Speaking of which, let's talk about a little bit about that. How have you? How have you? How are you reacting right now to all the people like on spring break and ignoring the the um, government guidelines so much so that now we have to have the guidelines be forced on you where people are breaking up basketball cops are breaking up basketball games in New York City and New York City is one of the places that's getting hit the most but people are ignoring the are ignoring what the government is telling them the most. I think it's one of those mentalities where like oh. Uh, someone I know or I don't have it, so I'm fine, You, I guess, you know? Like, usually you don't know how severe things are until they hit close to home. Yeah. So I think that's the situation that maybe some people face. Like, hey, you know, uh, like, none of my friends have it, none of my families have it, they've been outside, they go to work, and they haven't gotten it. But, you know, some people probably feel like, hey, I go outside, and nothing's happening. Same thing with these spring breakers like hey i spent my money i like planned this for like all year so um it, i guess for them it just feels like hey you know i want to get my money's worth but you have to pay attention and obviously like i guess some of the people that are least getting affected are the young people you know like um over the age of i think 18 right i think this is like if you're between like a certain like 
18 to like a certain age, if you have good immune system, you should be okay in the um. Yeah, but virus. what is a what is a what is a compromised immune system? Because a lot of people are talking about um, breathing problems. I don't have I don't have people with asthma and things like that are affected. But then some people are not taking into account obesity and other things that a lot of people, especially in America, are that is a compromised immune system or is a compromised um, breathing problem where you will be more likely to be affected by coronavirus. So people are, are thinking like, oh, I'm not very sick, but you're obese. So it will it will affect you in ways that it wouldn't affect somebody else. So you're not as healthy as you think you are. People are taking that, um, oh, I'm not old with a grain of salt, and then it's, it's really could really hurt them. And it's not even about you. It's about being responsible for everybody else. So for example, I'm supposed to be right now on a plane to New York City, but I had to obviously cancel because it's it's not it's not smart to go to New York City right now. It's not smart to go on vacation and get in a plane with hundreds of people when and, and get in an airport with hundreds and thousands of people when this is going on. It's not responsible. And you it's not about you per se. Yes, it could affect you and you'll be the first one to go to the hospital and complain that there's no room in the hospital for you, but it's about other people. You're grandparents your parents those people or, or strangers can be affected by your carelessness yeah exactly and like you said this affects more people over the age of 65 you know like people uh, of age so like your grandparents some family like your parents could be over the age of 60 65 and they can be affected yourself like it's really more the quarantine that's happening is to protect each other like we want to lower the curve because if it keeps going at the high rate that it is now our health system can't handle that like that's when our death tolls go crazy just like when you see in italy where like 700 people died in a day or i think it was a couple of days ago 900 people died in a day and like doctors have to choose who gets the medicine and that's the situation where we don't have like Yes, you know, maybe we're more available in we have like more money or more health um uh equipment and things available in in the United States, but the population of the United States but we don't. And yeah. that's and that's we're already running short and this has not even and this is with us trying like you say flatten the curve and and everybody staying home and people most people staying home and things like that and make taking the precautions. So imagine if we did not do that. We, we like that's that's one of the things that caused the president to get actually get serious about this is that um that he was told that with some intel that two million Americans could die. So I mean this is a this is crazy and a lot of this has been talked about before. If you watch a lot of videos, I've seen a lot of videos on YouTube since I'm home watching these things. And a lot of people like Bill Gates had a um, a TED talk years ago where he was talking about how this is not gonna how this is not he was talking about Ebola at the time. But he's saying this is not going to be the last time we have a big pandemic that could possibly kill millions of people, thousands, thousands of people, because we are um, not taking care. We're not we're not setting the precautions in place. And I watched another TED talk where a woman was talking about a woman that worked for the um, CDC was talking about how this will not be the last pandemic because we don't take care of the earth. So us cutting down all these trees and killing all these animals that would normally take this kind of bacteria and, and viruses now the first line defense is the one of the line defenses is the humans because we got rid of those animals and those plants and 
the, we're not taking care of our planet and it's causing more things to happen. Now, not to get on a soapbox about taking care of the planet because a lot of people don't believe in that, whichever, whatever you, whatever. And it's just like, the thing that's annoying to me about this is that it's gotten political. And it's just crazy how we live in a world, especially in America, where if one person says something and they're Republican or Democrat, we take it as gospel. And if another person says it, we ignore it. Because this is not a political issue. People are dying. Yeah, exactly. And you see, like nurses, there's a a nurse in Georgia who uh, worked at a hospital and she got the coronavirus and she died. But the reason they found out about her was because she had a four-year-old at home and the four-year-old hadn't seen their mom in a couple of, like hours or days and figured out they find her, they found her dead. You know what I'm saying? And like you see yeah, I heard about that. Um, in social media as well, like nurses going like, hey, we don't have enough ventilators or like we don't have enough equipment. And you see doctors even using trash bags to protect themselves because they don't have no more suits or things to wear. So it's like a, uh, it's just like a tough time, and like that's why when we do self quarantine or quarantining ourselves or telling people like stay home or keep a six di- uh, a feet of six distance, it's because of that because you know our health system can't support everyone getting sick at the same time. So it's rather getting, you know, sick an extended period of time to lower the curve instead of everyone getting sick at the same time. And like what you said before, too, like people, depending on the political party, are taking it like, oh, if a Democratic says it's a lie and if Republican says it's true or vice versa, if a Democratic says it is the truth and if Republican says it is a lie, it's something to help. It's for the United States. It's like for the people, for us, like don't go with one side. Look at like. This is affecting us, like, as human beings living, we need to protect ourselves. And that's the big exactly. thing. Exactly. And then so many people are just, like, in the pocket of uh, thinking about money. Oh, man, we got to start the economy back up. People are going to die. And 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 the and starting the economy back up should not be a priority right now. I mean, it's crazy that this is happening. And at least we live in a world now, like, at least right now we live in a world where in a digital age where we can make money from home, we can work from home and keep things kind of going in some semblance of normal or all the people that I see complaining on social media, oh, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. At least you live in an era where you can watch TV, you can watch Netflix, you can play video games, you can watch a movie, but it's just difficult when you live in an era. I mean, it's just, it's just I understand. People get stir crazy. It's tough. I, I love being outside more than anybody. I'm just saying we have to nip this in the butt. We have to really get serious about this if we want to, and if we want to go back to normal ever, you know? Yeah, and, um, and ignoring it, waiting until the last minute, would would cause us to have lots of issues. And and you see how countries' response time is directly correlated to how many people are are survive this. We can't, like you said, we have, but we have some beautiful things happening too. A lot of people are starting to pitch in and help each other to make um, this go, make this ha- make this a much more manageable situation. Yeah. And that's like the the great thing about it. Like you see people donating to um to food drives, you know, food shelters to help these kids or donating to the school system to help these kids that only, you know, their only food of the day based because of their like financial status is like getting to school and eating that school breakfast or school lunch and that be their only food of the day because, you know, financially their parents can't so support, you know, having multiple meals a day. Also, like, you know, these celebrities, I feel like 
you know, we're, we're in a time where, like, technology is big. And like you said, we do have video games. We have Netflix. We have internet. But it's nice that these celebrities, you know, are putting out concerts, are doing things um, just to, to keep our mind off just this terrible time that's happening, this weird time where, you know, they're doing concerts, putting out new music for us, you know, just so we can have a, a sort of entertainment and also, like, their donations and, and things they're doing. I feel like it's good. And I like also as humanity what we're doing. Like, you see videos across the United States where, like, people at a certain time go outside their balconies or, you know, open their windows and, like, give a round of applause or, like, honk their horns to, like, a thank you to, you know, the firefighters yeah, or people out there yeah, helping, like, uh, which is, like... You see that? You've seen that happen in Italy and France where people are going out on the balcony and employing the, the um employing the medical technicians, changing their shift. And in Atlanta recently, I saw a video where in Atlanta they did the same thing. And like you said, it's really cool that people rooting for our um our medical professionals who are working very hard, long hours, tireless hours to get things done. And we see people like you said chipping in. We saw um MLB's factories chip in to make more masks um to stop production on on, on uniforms to make masks for um for people in the medical field to work on. You've seen some some bad people, like people that hoard hand sanitizer and masks, and then you see people that are really chipping in to make more. And a lot of um, a lot of ER-type TV shows have started to donate their supplies that they that they use for their costumes to um, medical professionals. We see um, even things like, like Pornhub donating masks to, um, to New York City. People are really starting to chip in all over the place, all even crazy things like that all over the place to make sure that we are prepared to tackle this crisis. Yeah. And which is like, I guess it's something that I guess you wouldn't expect companies to do. Like you said, like MLB, um, stopping uniform production to make these masks, you know, and I I saw, I, I believe I got an email, uh, from, I think Yankees explaining that, like they're making pinstriped, you know, thing, uh, Match to give to the hospitals, and also, like, you see, I didn't know about like, um, what's it called? The production companies or Pornhub, like, I guess it's like companies you would never expect to, you know, to see, like, hey, we have to do a part of this in order to help people, you know, which is strange, but it's kind of like heartwarming. You see, it really shows, like, no matter what you're doing, people are, you know are doing causes to help each other, like celebrities, common people. Like, we're just trying to help each other through these weird and, like, tough times, and we don't know when it's going to end. And you talked about also the schools um, donating food to the children who um, the children who aren't in school. They receive their reduced lunch for the parents, especially the parents that aren't able to afford lunch for their children. It's great that they... Um, that the schools are donating, they're having the bus drivers bring their food around in a lot of districts around the country. So we're seeing a lot of good people doing a lot of good things to help a lot of people. And it's great. It's great to see. But number one message, stay home. Stay home, stay home, stay home. Try to reduce your time outside. Don't talk to people. Don't be near people. You're really just the best thing you could do to help everybody is stay home. Exactly. And, um, hey, we're going to get through these guys. Like, you know, it's, 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 like I said, it's a weird time, but we're going to get through this. We don't know how long it's going to take, but hopefully we can get that curve down and just help each other. It'll be worth it, you know?
absolutely. Yeah. All right, so, so what, are, what, are, what are some things you're doing to pass the time at home that you, you might have or try not to go outside since there's nothing to do anyway? What have you, you been doing, John? Well, what I've been doing, because, um, like, you know, I, I work outside, but when I get home, what I do is uh, start watching, like, you know, net, net, spend time with the family and stuff. Um, talk to friends, like, you know, we, we talked a couple of times, that it just, like, with everything that's happening, we talked, but also just watch TV shows, like Netflix, um, watching, uh, Tiger King, I feel like it's, uh, it's a crazy show and a lot, so, that's how I've been doing the time, like, you know, watching YouTube videos, Netflix, listening to music, watching sometimes these live performances on Instagram, um, they see celebrities do, uh, you know, just the efforts that, also, like the the talk host, the talk host shows do like Trevor Noah, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. Like everyone's doing shows from home, and oh, yeah. it shows like how human they are as well. Like we don't see them as a celebrity, and they're doing things with the kids and stuff, which is pretty good. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's fun to see all that kind of stuff. See, um, MLB did like uh, and, and different sports been doing like simulated games and things like that. So we've been seeing a lot of um. Interesting forms of entertainment, live streams, people getting online, talking. You can donate money to different causes, things like that. They're very cool. I see a lot of people talking. Um, a lot of people shouting out. A lot of people are shouting out um, small businesses because the small businesses are really getting hurt by this because they still have the same bills. We also seen the government try to pass different kind of stimulus packages to pay put money in the hands of um, of hardworking regular citizens all over the country, all over the world in different countries. So, I mean, everybody's chipping in, doing their part. Yeah. It's cool to see. Hey, I don't know if you saw yesterday the video of, um, hold a copy. You, you saw her, um, Drew Brees, they did an interview with him live, uh, on the, I feel like on, on the Today Show, hold a, hold a copy was in the studio and Drew Brees said he'd donate $5 million to Louisiana, um, yeah, to right. help him, and then like she apparently she used to work. I heard she used to work in Louisiana in the nineties, and like she just couldn't hold it anymore. She started crying. I guess she was like just emotional because like just this tough time, and like wow, someone donate as much, and like people actually out here helping. And you know, if you're fortunate to help, you know financially, like hey, do it. Anything helps, especially you know in this crisis that we are in. It's weird times, like, you sometimes you want to go out and, like, hug somebody, like uh, she said, and you can't. This is, like, the new normal where you can't just go out and hug somebody and say thank you to them. I know. You're like, we're going to visit my grandparents, and it's like, oh, I can't even, like, I feel weird even, like, hugging them because, you know, I've been outside or whatever. So it's just like, you know, you got to be careful. Yeah. And this is, like, a, a strange time, you know what I'm saying, like, especially in sports where... um like there's not a kind of content either because sports and special events is sometimes when we're going through through things. We, you, yeah, we usually have an outlet when you go like, "Hey, I'm just go to the movie theaters and watch something," or uh, "Hey, the NBA, MLB, or NFL, or any type of special event happening, you can watch it, and that'll be a distraction from two hours from whatever you're going through." And yeah, I feel like it's true. weird. It's a, it's- Entertainment, entertainment and sports are a lot of the times like things that we talk about on this podcast and because it's a form of escapism, it, it helps you escape the real world and politics and 
your family life and stuff like that. But right now, people don't have that because sports is 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 um sports is is a form of social gathering, and because of that, thousands of people in an arena is not a smart idea. In fact, my my brother was at that last. NBA game before they canceled the season. He went to the Hawks versus the Knicks game where they canceled the season in the middle of the game. So it's, it's just tough because, you know, a lot of people's outlet is sports or going to a concert or um, hanging out on a Friday night at a restaurant, and you don't have that right now. But one thing that's good is you can be with your family. Listen, you'll never have more time with your family in your house than right now. Some people, that's not a good thing, but just be safe. We want you, we want everybody to be safe. And the only way to ensure that or the best way to flatten the curve so we can get back to normal life is by staying home in your house, avoiding social contact with people that have, that are outside of your house, which is why we do think we've been doing things like I've seen a lot of people using Zoom meetings for work and, and school. And then me and you were doing the podcast over FaceTime audio because we want to keep a, a semblance of normal, even if we can't see each other face to face. Yeah, exactly, and that's why, like, it's good to do Zoom, have FaceTime, like, you can do group chats on Instagram Live, like, I did with a couple of my friends from work, and it's, like, really nice, because, like, you see them, and, like, you can tell jokes and stuff, and, like, even though it's tough times, it, it, it's, it's something good to do, you know, just to, like, see a friendly face, even though you don't get to see them in person, which is pretty good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, even though there's not, you know... A lot of games happening in the sports world, um, but there is like a lot of trades, Malcolm, and like free agency. And obviously, you heard a, a couple last week the big Tom Brady news. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, it's crazy. Tom Brady is somebody that is one is one player who I never figured I'd see on another team. So it was interesting to see that, especially like a few years ago. It seemed like. Eli Manning would go to another team to continue his career, and then now he's retired, and it, it felt like Tom Brady would be on basically on scholarship, where he would be on the same team forever. They would allow him to finish his career, and it's and with Robert Kraft, who he said many times he sees Tom Brady as like a son to him more than just a player. It's crazy to see Tom Brady now on another team in another uniform, signing a contract with another another organization. And I'm just shocked. I never thought it would happen. Even though with all the reports all year saying that people thought it would happen, I never really believed it. And I was I said I believe it when I see it, and now I see it. So it's crazy. What do you thoughts, John? Yeah, I feel like it's weird. It, it's like seeing I guess Derek Jeter and playing for another team that's not the Yankees, or Kobe Bryant playing for another team that's not, you know, the Lakers because it's like a franchise player, but. You know, it happened in the sports world. You saw Peyton Manning; he was with the Colts, and the Colts just cut him, released but him. See the, but see the situation then, with Peyton. No, no, yeah, yeah, but but what I'm saying is, even through his injuries, you would think that hey, we're gonna stick with our guy, even though they did draft Andrew Luck. So you know, and now we see Peyton Manning like with two teams, and it's a little weird, but you know, we understand, and for that, that's like the sports world, like. You can be with a team for so long, but at the end is is a business, and you know it's just, I just feel strange seeing Tom Brady in another uniform. But I feel like it's gonna be an interesting NFL season if there is one. Oh yeah, a lot of people have changed teams, so it's gonna be interesting. But Tom Brady changing teams is something you never 
ever expected happening. And to me, it just it just means that they were really done with each other. Tom yeah. Brady, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady obviously have issues. Because why would he go? What reason would Tom Brady have to leave other than him and Bill Belichick not getting together, not not getting along anymore? Exactly. After 20 years? And you know he wants to trade uh, Tom Brady a couple of years ago because he wants to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, Robert. that's when Robert Kraft stepped in and said, no, we're not going to do that. And I guess Kraft didn't want to, you know, overstep the line again because he's, that's the only time I feel like he overstepped uh, Bill Belichick, you know? so. But it worked because they got, they got two more Super Bowls out of it, two more Super Bowl appearances out of it. So Yeah, but now you don't have that transition quarterback. But does it but, matter about having a transition quarterback? Because the, the Patriots, I mean, not the Patriots, the Colts got that transition quarterback with, Andrew Luck, and it, would they get them? Absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, Peyton Manning went to two Super Bowls with Denver. So the Super Bowls is what matters. Not, not oh, man, I'm ready for the future. Why why move on to the future when the past is not done? Now, I'm not saying the same things with Tom Brady because Tom Brady is a much older quarterback than Peyton Manning was when he's a free agent, even though it may be comparable with two legends changing teams. But Peyton Manning was still at an age where you think he can, can succeed. Do you think Tom Brady will be able to succeed in Tampa. I think so, especially with the weapons. But also, Malcolm, you got to take into accountability. Payne Manning was coming off a serious neck injury, you know, where some teams were scared, like, hey, if he gets hit a wrong way or really hard, he can be paralyzed. Oh, absolutely. And 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 the only reason why that is a decision that you have to make is because, like you said, Payne's coming off for surgery and they have the number one pick. You can't ignore they have the number one pick because how could you ignore... Andrew Luck sitting there at number one when you're a franchise, even and your quarterback that you're coming that's coming back, even though he's one of the greatest of all time, he's coming back from a surgery, a neck surgery, and might never really play again at a at a high level. They were absolutely wrong because Peyton Manning played at such a high level and and had one of the best seasons by a quarterback ever with 55, 50 touchdowns plus. So they were really wrong, and he took him to two Super Bowls, and then he won one in his final year, but. Peyton man, but but Tom Brady, I mean it's just it's just like you know, I would I, people people keep talking about the Garoppolo thing, and I think the Garoppolo thing is off base because Tom Brady took them to two more Super Bowls after that moment, so you can't act like two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl appearances are worth hundreds of millions of dollars on a franchise valuation, or tens of millions of dollars on a franchise valuation, adding up to almost a hundred million dollars on a franchise valuation. Look at the Cavaliers. In the NBA, the Cavaliers in the NBA were worth five hundred million dollars in um, after LeBron left in two thousand eight. They rose, they risen when he came back and took him to the finals all those years. They've risen to now being over a billion dollars. So it's it's invaluable how much going to the championship and having people buy your jersey and recognition from name value you get from being in the championship picture. Look at the Bulls, the Chicago Bulls without Michael Jordan have still to this day. Zero championship rings, but they're still seen as one of the marquee franchises in that sport because of the history of Michael Jordan. Tom Brady taking the Patriots to ten Super Bowls, I mean taking the Patriots to ten or nine Super Bowls in his um twenty year career has risen the Patriots profile so high. The Patriots were one of those teams in the past where you would say, oh, um, you you would you would go through the list of teams and maybe forget who the Patriots were. But because of Tom Brady's existence on that team, they are now one of the highest value franchises in the sport of football. 
Yeah, but I guess they don't want. I guess people say another situation with um, what the Kansas City Chiefs did, where it was like another fifty years before they win a championship. You know, you need you need that transition from one great quarterback to maybe a if good you were, one. If, if you were uh, if you were in that for fifty years, that's not on on the, the transition period. That's on lots of things. It, yeah, it you is. Don't, you, don't, you don't you don't fall into fifty years of darkness just because of, of oh man, I want to hang on to my quarterback two more years past his, his um, due date. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I it just shows how bad the relationship with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick was. You know. Also, but, to, to to continue on that on that topic though, before before I, we wrap that up, who is the quarterback that Tom Brady is blocking right now? What? If we're, to, if, we're to, if we're to say like like right now, Garoppolo's gone. Who is Tom Brady blocking right now? Nobody. Exactly. I guess. Exactly. I think that's the problem. Where like they don't know who to put at quarterback now in that position. Stedham. I think that's who they think they're gonna put now. Um, but they're gonna battle out. There's like no for sure quarterback that's gonna replace Tom Brady. And now they don't have that transition. Like someone that was learning, like you see from like Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, you know. Yeah, but they, but the, it's, it's, it goes even deeper than that because the Patriots were having so many, so many issues trying to um, get Tom Brady weapons, and you know it's a little bit overblown. They gave Tom Brady weapons, but Josh Gordon gets suspended all the time, and then, and then of course the Antonio Brown situation last year. If he had both of those guys, then we can't complain about the weapons, can we? Because the, those are two of the best receivers in the league. Tom Brady and the Patriots issues are deep, and we'll find out one day in a tell-all book or a tell-all interview on Oprah's couch or whatever it is. But there's something deeper than this. It's much more than meets the eye. Much more than meets the eye in this situation. Yeah, and do you think they will win the Super Bowl? Tom Brady won the Super Bowl this year. Not a chance. You think he can take them to the Super Bowl? Not a chance. Not a chance. I don't believe in a 43-year-old unicorn. Um, Taking the team to the Super Bowl, the Patriots system is 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 great, and that's why they win. They also cheat a lot, but so that's why why they win too. But um, the Patriots system is is a big key factor in why they win. Tom Brady, I'm not saying that Tom Brady. I'm not going to disrespect Tom Brady and say he's a system quarterback. But do I think Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time? Like everybody else, I don't. Okay, you just think he's. He he is a great quarterback and he's one of the winningest quarterbacks. If you if you look he is, at that, he is. But I, but do I think Tom Brady? Do I look at Tom Brady and say, "Wow, I'll never see this level of of quarterback again"? Never, not once. I've never felt that way. I and, and um and I know that's controversial, but I've never felt Tom Brady was the best thing I've ever seen. Tom Brady's success will blind you into thinking that he's one of the best things you've ever seen because his success. We put so much success on the quarterback. But Tom Brady himself, I do not feel is like a, a, a once in a generation talent. I'll never see nobody this good. I think from watching a game to game basis, I think if I if I if I look at a game to game basis, Peyton Manning was much more impressive than Tom Brady. But Tom Brady's success is much higher than Peyton Manning, so it makes the argument get clouded. But 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 like you look at when you see Babe Ruth play, when you see Barry Bonds play. When you see Michael Jordan and LeBron James play and Kobe Bryant, when you see the the once in a generation talent, where you're like, man, I gotta tell my kids I saw this guy play. You look at those guys, 
and you'll be like, oh, I'll probably never see anybody come around in my lifetime this good again. Do you feel that way with Tom Brady? Um, I, I think so. Like, it's, I feel like it's tough. You talking about talent-wise or you talking about, like, uh, accomplishment-wise? I'm talking about talent-wise. Of course, accomplishment-wise. If we ever see anybody win six Super Bowls in their career, again, at the quarterback position, I would be really shocked. But but talent-wise, I don't look at Tom Brady and say, wow. This guy is the best thing I've ever seen. The only yeah, like, time, I, like you the don't only time I've ever felt that way was the the Super Bowl where he beat the Falcons. I've never felt that way in the first three. I've never felt that way in the, the two losses to Eli. I've never felt that way in the loss to the Eagles. And I definitely didn't feel that way in the win against the Rams. Yeah, I guess he's he he can like he's a great leader, but not one of those superstars you see that are great athletes, you know? Where there's some superstars or guys you want that are just like incredible athletes. Like when you see, you know, a Michael Jordan or like a Barry Bonds or, um, you know, a Deion Sanders or um, what's his name? He was a running back for the, for the Raiders and played for the Royals. Um, my God. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Like. Those were extraordinary athletes where, like, you won't see that type of athlete in that field and at those greatest levels. Like, I think Tom Brady is not an elite athlete, but he's a winner and a leader of men. So, I understand your point. I don't think think you're going to see – I don't think you're going to see, you know, you can see someone with his talent, but maybe not his accomplishments. And I get get your point and what you mean by that. Yeah, I, I, of course. I, I, Tom Brady, I'm, I'm not disrespecting Tom Brady. Tom Brady is, is an amazing quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He is definitely the top, a top five quarterback of all time. But I'm just saying, when I look at Tom Brady game to game, I don't go, wow, this is the, this is the greatest career. This, I mean, this is the greatest person I've ever seen play football. It doesn't happen. I don't yeah. feel like He's not like a Lawrence Taylor where, like, he's a freak athlete and he knows everything. You know what I'm saying? It's not one of those those situations. I mean, he's like a great a, quarterback. Even like, even, like, even like a Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis, it, at the time, you're like, this is the best quarterback I've seen since whenever, since Dion. Oh, this is the best quarterback I've, I, quarterback I've seen in forever. I never see a quarterback cover somebody or shut people down at this level. I don't see Tom Brady light up the scoreboard better than the other people of his era. Is Tom Brady that much better than Drew Brees? Is he that much better than Peyton Manning? Is he that much better than... than um? Then the other his other contemporaries is he better, that much better than Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't feel it. I don't. And, and, and if Aaron Rodgers had Tom Brady's accomplishments, you would call him the greatest quarterback of all time. No, no doubt about it. But how come we still feel some kind of um, trepidation when we to call Tom Brady the best of all time? Because you you don't feel it. You just you just have to say it because of the accomplishments. It makes it hard for you to say no. But Tom Brady never won these last two Super Bowls. And it, and the last Super Bowl he had was when he lost those two to Eli Manning. Would you still call Tom Brady the greatest? Probably not, right? But because he won two more, you want to um, elevate him even higher than he already was because he already is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So you want to keep on elevating him and elevating him. And then no one's gotten this far. No one's won five. No one's won six. So you really want to say that Tom Brady is the best of all time. But is it true? Go with your gut. It's not. Yeah. All right. So uh... – 
Let's transition to you know we're both big baseball fans, big Yankee fans. Uh, what are your thoughts, Malcolm, on this MLB, MLB season? You know that's on hiatus right now. Uh, you think we're gonna have a season? What do you think is gonna start? How many games do you think we're gonna play? Um, I feel I like they released some new information a couple days ago. We're like, hey, we might not play until like this passes over until we get the okay to like travel and to like when people can gather at stadiums. I think this season gives um, this season. I believe this season gives a lot of people a lot of it'll be a lot of opportunities to get creative and mess with the playoff format and try different things out that they would never normally try because there's no way. Then MLB's already acknowledged there's no way you can do an 162 game season right now because you're gonna have to have you're gonna have to have some form of spring training to get guys ramped back up to be able to play. So once you do that, you're losing so much time. That's already gonna be like at least at least at minimum two weeks. So once we say we can start playing now, that's two weeks of, of training to get guys back ramped up for um for to play games, to play real games. After you do that, when will that when will that happen? Let's say they, they, they start doing that at the end of April. That means at least two weeks in May, we'll, we won't be ready to play. So you're looking at games like June. So you don't want baseball to go all the way until Christmas. I heard people say things like going to Christmas. Yeah, Scott Boris. What about most, most of the MLB teams are in the Northeast and the West Coast. So the Northeast is, is a definite no. You cannot have baseball play in Chicago and New York, they have two teams each. You can't have those teams playing in the the snow. It's gonna be snowing, so it's, it's it's more advantageous. And then neutral sites, it's not fair for um, the Northeast teams to play in neutral sites, and then the the um, Southern teams and West Coast teams play at home. That's an unfair advantage. So as long as everybody's on the same even playing field, it's better. For the um for the sport, but I do think MLB is gonna have to adjust some things. Maybe a hundred hundred game schedule, a ninety game schedule. Whatever happens is fair for everybody. If everybody's playing ninety games, so I don't think a champion is less of a champion if they play less games and they um still have a season. Yeah, I feel like you know it, it can even be that short. I think I wouldn't be surprised if there's like sixty four games or seventy games. You know, just cause of like. Hey, you don't want to go until you imagine playing um, uh, baseball in Chicago um, in December, Malcolm, or like during winter time, or like you see it at Yankee Stadium. The baseball is white. It's hard to hit it, hard enough to hit a baseball in you know normal weather, which is like if you if you miss the ball seventy percent of the time, you're you're considered a great hitter. So. You mentioned playing baseball, you know, in the snow. Like, you won't be able to see the ball. The thing is going to be hard. So, I think they need to still try to like, have, you know, the World Series in October just shorten the season. And it might this season might give them a chance to explore new things and see what's, what's really out there and what they can try to improve the game, you know. Because MLB has talked about before shortening the season. Maybe this could be a great... Testing season, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good um, testing period that they can use to um, try different things. I would like if you do like a seventy game season, like you said, 64, 70 game season, whatever it may have you, and then have the expanded playoffs. That'd be that'd be fun. Yeah, and 
and then um you you crown champion no one, no one will complain we all want we all want some kind of normalcy back like like i said so i will if you push it back a little bit further into early november i think it could be okay but the further you get into november the worse chances you'll get for the east coast and a lot of your great teams like the yankees and the cubs and people that are going to be competing in the mets they're in the east coast the northeast yeah exactly like it's it's, it's just a not fair advantage for those teams you know to play yeah. definitely but it will be it will be good and i think people will um really like having a um some kind of crazy season to mess with their thing the only thing that's weird about baseball you know people complain enough about baseball having too many games but it just messes with the stats and things like that and to see guys like look at look at like in basketball where lebron james is in the late stages of his career if he loses a year of his career where he could have been the champion is really going to hurt his not hurt his legacy but really going to um change the the, the landscape you know yeah. if lebron if lebron wins a championship in LA in this year with with um with the backdrop of, of Kobe Bryant's death and um and 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 him being in LA and winning a third winning a third championship for a I mean winning a, a fourth championship for a third franchise, it will really elevate his legacy to a point where we're like, oh man, his career is like on par with Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, on Michael Jordan, Michael, or Michael Jordan, and, and it's so interesting to, to debate it. But then you know losing this year could really hurt LeBron because he'll be another year older next year. Will they have as good a team? How do you? How does it affect free agency? Look at teams like the, in baseball. Like I hate to go back and forth between sports, but look at something like baseball where you have somebody like Mookie Betts, who the Dodgers traded a lot of prospects to get. If he plays in a certain amount of games, does it count as a year for his arbitration? This is all nerdy stuff, but you know they traded a lot of people to get this guy for one year, and he may be going out the door in sixty games. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, this is going to affect a lot of people. I like that they're not pushing back free agency, but it's going to affect a lot of people who are, like, have one year left. And when you stop playing a sport for a year, it's going to affect your productivity, no matter at what age you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, especially athletes that are, like, older of age. Like, you know, you're going to get to a certain age where, like, these are the last years of you playing. And you're going to miss out on a year. And probably if you don't play this year and you're 33, 34, you might not get another contract. Yeah, you're right. And look at guys like um, Vince Carter, who this was his swan song. And, you know, he, he'll be all right. But like you said, some people who are average players, you missing a year in your career is detrimental. Exactly. Especially, like, these players that, like, are in the midst of their primes. You know, like, they're going to miss maybe that big payday. Definitely. Yeah. It's tough. Well, John, anything else you want to add? Um, just, you know, everyone be safe out there. Any recommendations? I would say uh, listen to the Weekend album. I know Malcolm was really anticipating that album. Uh, oh, yeah, that's my recommendation this week. Yeah. Um, I've heard half of it. It's really good. Um, also, you know, watch The Tiger King. It's a it, interesting show, and... Ozark, which I'm going to, you know, catch up on and, you know, just watch any shows, you know, do something at home with your family and friends and see how that goes. Yeah, I want, I want everybody to, I hope everybody enjoys not, as best you can. I know it's trying times, but enjoy the best you can this time. You'll never have this much time on your hands. I Believe me, I have it. 
So I, I hope everybody spends time with your family. Thanks for listening to our quarantine, special quarantine episode. And um, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to our account. Please um, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. And anything else you want to finish on, John? No, I think that's it. You know, thank you guys for listening. Uh, like I said, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Peace. Peace.